Hey there, and welcome to the Smart and Simple Matters show with your host, Joel Zeslowski. True or false? You have gifts that can be offered and needs that can be fulfilled. If true, I have something neat for you. This is episode number 112. Howdy doody, focal. Focal is my made-up word for the singular version of one of my favorite words, folks. And I'm grateful you're my focal for this episode. Before we get into the grooviness that is the offers and needs market, our focus of this episode, I just want to remind you that this show is brought to you by my voice and Patreon supporters. I don't have sponsors, I just have you. So consider showing your support for me, this show, and our community at joelzeslowski.com slash support. I feel like it's been a little while since I've just given you a general Joel update. So a couple quick things. Uh, I'm just back from my mastermind retreat and wow, the people, the four other people in my mastermind group, this group that I've been a part of for four years, they are just awesome. The whole experience, shared meals and hikes and activities and all the togetherness, it was just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, And what else? We are eight days away from voting in the 2016 presidential election, at least if you are living in the United States, and all of the craziness that's going to follow the election. (laughs) Oh boy, I could say more. I will hold off for now. But uh, if you're curious, this episode is being published on Halloween, after all, and that means that my three-year-old son, Clark, is soon to be a firefighter, and my six-year-old son, Grant, is going to be a slice of pizza for trick-or-treating. Very appropriate, since he pretty much is what he eats, and that is pizza, and bread, and fruit, and other things of the variety that I would like to get him to expand upon. Now, let's talk offers and needs market, shall we? First of all, I'm going to define what one is in the way that I've learned about it and practiced it for the past couple of years. Uh, This whole making your gifts known within a community and then sharing those gifts with the people who need them, that kind of thing, I know it's not new, but the way that we approach the discovery and distribution of people's gifts has evolved in some seriously nifty ways. I'm excited to share those with you. I will also explain the benefits of running an offers and needs market, which I'll just abbreviate as OANM from here on out, how it plays into the greater asset-based community development and share economy frameworks, a biggie here, how to run your own OANM, what kinds of groups and places would be desperate to have you run an OANM for them, my personal experiences running an OANM and a fair bit more, including an experimental virtual version that I am playing with. I know you're ready. I am certainly ready. So here we go. 
Let's start with what an offers and needs market is. The definition, at least the way that I define it. And OANM is a way to discover what kinds of support you can provide to others and what help you might get within a specific community. Each exchange builds a connection. More connections create meaningful relationships and the collective relationships strengthen existing communities and maybe even create new ones. Uh, and OANM, kind of like asset mapping in asset-based community development, which I'll get to in a moment, is a way to bootstrap communities by focusing on what passions, skills, resources, and connections the group already has. Really, it highlights what people can already do and provides a positive way to shortcut that all-too-common and all-too-self-defeating, but but we don't have any resources narrative. I know I've said that so many times myself. I say that so much less now and hear other people around me say less now ever since adopting this uh, asset-based, asset-mapping type approach to life. And the emphasis really is on creating and sustaining a mindset that what you can do to help and get helped is available right now. I've actually spoken about asset-based community development, also known as ABCD, before, and an OANM falls very squarely into that philosophy. Just uh, hit you with a little Wikipedia paraphrasing for a moment so you know that we're on the same page. Um, to provide a bit of contrast, needs-based community development emphasizes local deficits and looks to outside entities for resources and solving problems. However, asset-based community development focuses on honing and leveraging existing strengths within the community. In other words, solutions to a community's problems already exist within the community's assets. That leads into the very first fundamental principle of ABCD, and that is everyone. Everyone has gifts. Doesn't matter how old, young, weird, normal, introverted, extroverted, marginalized, or leadership-ready or friendly you are, each and every person in any community has something to contribute. And when each and every person contributes, the relationships that form out of it really strengthen the community. Because uh, people must be connected in order for sustainable community development to take place, and ABCD helps make that happen. That's just not my experience. That's the experience of practitioners of this uh, methodology for decades around the globe. Uh, community members, they become both participants and recipients of the community's development, and the untracked reciprocity is essential. No one's keeping score. We're just doing things for the love of the group to share our gifts and what we find joyful and what we find helpful to others. Some of the key tools of ABCD are the capacity inventory, who has what kind of skills, interests, and experiences. Uh, and my favorite is asset mapping, which falls into five broad categories. Individual assets, group assets, institutional assets, physical assets, and making connections between people to make known and distribute all the other kinds of assets. And I gotta say, it's not a miracle approach for all communities. I am a huge supporter regardless. 
a good place to jump in and learn more uh, is a book I read a while back called The Abundant Community. I'll also link to the ABCD main website in the show notes. You know, I've spoken about these in past episodes. I'll just leave it at that, and I'll link to it in the show notes at joelzislavsky.com slash SASM112. For as much as I talk about community and sharing gifts, all this stuff is relatively new to me. Uh, in fact, a lot of it stems from a chat that I had with a friend of mine, Donnie McLurkin of the Post Growth Institute. This was back about two and a half years ago in March 2014. I was planning my first ever uh, Simple Living event called Simple Rev 2014 in October later that year. And Donnie and I were just having a conversation for the very first time as I was explaining to him what was going on, how I wanted people to be participants, not just attendees of this event. And he said, well, how about you run an offers and needs market? And to that, I said, okay, (laughs) what's an offers and needs market? And he explained the concept to me in just about a minute. And instantly, I thought, yes, yes, this way of discovering and distributing people's gifts and offers and matching them up in real time with people's needs in a community that everybody belongs to and represents them. Yes, I want that. Um, now, Donnie, the way that he does his OANMs, he's run these in person a number of times as well. He does it with sheets of flip chart paper or butcher's paper. I like uh, sticky notes, like post-it notes. Um, he likes breaking people up into circles immediately after all the offers and needs are written down. I do it a little bit differently. We'll get into the how-to in just a moment, but really the end result, regardless of how I do it or Donnie does it or other people do it, the result is the same, and that's to have matches lots and lots of matches of a community's offers and needs as close to as real time as possible. If you're curious about how Donnie does it, which I won't get into any more in this episode, I link to his blog post on the Post Growth Institute blog about how he runs an OANM. It's really good. That as well is in the show notes. So let's talk benefits for a moment. What are some of the benefits of running or participating in an OANM besides having a ton of fun? And, and believe me, if especially as from a facilitator perspective, it is a lot of fun. I just have the darndest good time doing these. Um, well, using the specific example of how I've run them in uh, the Simple Living movement that I previously told you about called Simple Rev, I'm just going to give you a few of the benefits. First, it reduces consumption. And we do this by making the most of our existing assets so that people don't need to buy something that they can access when and how they need it. It reduces waste. When someone else's surplus or their gift, that can become another person's resource, less material and time goes to waste. It builds and enhances personal connections and community. Oh, I love this part. Because knowing who is doing what, who has access to what, and who knows who, those are all just vital things for getting things done, whatever that may happen to be for you. Uh, An Offers and Needs Market is also simple, fast, and really an inexpensive, most often free way to resource a movement because it's focusing on what already exists, not what people need that they don't already have. And it's just inherently positive in nature, which I can tell from the smiles and the generosity and the laughs and the hugs that are exchanged in the ones that I've been a part of. And uh, last for now, at least, it is mostly or completely non-commercial. OANMs, at least the spirit of them, don't typically involve financial transactions of any kind. I really like the way that Peter Block and John McKnight talk about, um, not explicitly, they're not talking about an OANM, but bringing a community's gifts into the light. 
one book that I've talked about before, The Abundant Community. Um, those two, they say in this book that gifts are the raw material for community. And then the associations that we have with each other, the groups, the institutions that we're in at the local level, those are the process through which these gifts are known and exchanged. And hospitality, generosity, having that as the baseline within a community that really widens the inventory of gifts that are possible and are available. All those things are feeding on each other, and it's just such a cool thing. Now, another book that I've talked about before, this one is just Peter Block himself. It's called Community, The Structure of Belonging. There's a lot of really good questions about gifts, which applies directly to an offers and needs market um, that Peter Block talks about. Just some things for you to think about as well as we go into this OANM framework, and you can start thinking, okay, how does this apply to me? How could I actually see this being done either by a facilitator role or as a participant in my community? So think about what are the gifts that you have that nobody knows about? I bet there's some really neat stuff that you know how to do, that you can build, that you can create, um, that nobody knows about and they want to know about. Think about the positive feedback that you receive where you just kind (laughs) of, you take a step back and you're almost dumbstruck. You're just surprised that, Over and over again, people give you the positive feedback on this thing that you do, this thing that you know, and it surprises you. That is a great gift. Um, What's a gift that you have that you don't own, that you don't fully acknowledge? We all have lots of them, and it's actually, sometimes it's embarrassing. Uh, Acknowledging your gifts, it can be really hard. Sometimes you think it's just bragging. Like, how would you even do that? How would you say, you know, in my case... It would sound something like this on, on the worst end of the spectrum, of course. It would be like, ooh, look, look at me, um, Mr. Fancy Pants, great at spreadsheets guy. I bet I could teach you how to curate your life and Excel spreadsheets without any formulas or technical stuff. Aren't I awesome? Now, of course, no one is going to be that brash, but I just want to say, however you end up doing it, own your gifts. I mean... I'm talking about just really grabbing them, really own your gifts. Let people know what they are and how you might make them available to them. The same thing goes with your needs because this is quite simple, although people rarely stop to think about it. How am I or how is someone else going to help you if we don't even know what you need help with? You have to let your needs be known. This talk so far is actually making me think of something that my friend Joshua Becker says uh, in his most recent book where he talks about generosity being an act of bravery. And I'd actually expand that to say that asking for what you need is an act of bravery as well. That's hard. It is hard, but it is absolutely worth doing and essential if you're going to build relationships, build community, that exchange the give and take, the offers and needs, so essential, and you can't overload one without having the other one deteriorate or evaporate. And really, what's more generous than a no-strings-attached gift to someone in your community who's explicitly told you, I need what you have? Now, you may be thinking at this point, okay, I get it. In theory, this OANM dealio, sure, yeah, it's Great. It's nifty. It's fantastic. It's sweet. Whatever else you want to call it, Joel. But where would I actually do something like this? 
Well, I'll tell you, if you're me or if you're someone like me, you would consider running it at a community center. You could do it at your house for neighbors, for friends, uh, for family. You could do it at a neighborhood block party uh, as a gift to fellow participants. If Let's say you're at an event, which I am at occasionally, and you want to offer something to your fellow participants at that event. Before, during, and after, you could run an OANM. Um, is the internet available where you are? Clearly it is, because you downloaded this or you're streaming this podcast episode across the internet. Anywhere the internet is available, an OANM can be done. I'll talk about facilitating a virtual version in a little bit. There are many, many other places where you can do an OANM. Uh, and more people are starting to talk about it, not specifically in offers and needs market, but the variations that I'll explore at the end of this episode. There's other folks, Joshua Becker has participated in them at the Simple Rev events that I've co-hosted and co-organized, uh, Mark and Angel Chernoff, Charlie Gilkey, Courtney Carver, Anthony Ongaro, lots of other folks have participated in these, have enjoyed them, have contributed, and are starting to spread the word more about gifts and offers and needs and how we freely exchange them within the context of a specific community. Before I get into how to run an offers and needs market, I want to give you some additional context. I want to explain some of my personal experiences running and participating in offers and needs markets. I have facilitated a handful of them over the past couple of years, and I even have a spreadsheet with 790 rows of offers and needs from all the ones that I've run. And let me tell you, there are some doozies in there, things that are hilarious, practical, inspiring, heartwarming, all kinds of goodness in all different categories. Just to give you a little flavor of what I have seen, for example, people have offered to teach someone how to produce videos and specifically reduce glare from lights reflecting off of someone's glasses. Another person offered up two hours of career development coaching, whether that's phone, in person, uh, over the web, whatever it may happen to be. I could really go on and on here. I just want to give you a few more. I'll actually read them straight from the spreadsheet where all the post-it note information was captured and aggregated. So here we go. I will help with family history and to research to create a pedigree chart, low-budget travel advice for the U.S., Canada mostly, a Skype hype session where we'll talk about where you are in your project and I'll help you stay motivated. Here's another one. I can give advice about San Francisco, where to stay, where to go, and so on, and I love talking to people about driving tours and showing off the city. I can offer my professionally trained massage therapy in St. Paul. I have tables, cushions, etc. Step-by-step guide to building and maintaining a home data backup solution via a NAS, Network Attached Storage. And the last one on the offer side, I will pray for you, and I'm very good at keeping secrets. These are straight from the spreadsheets. Again, this is the way that people are thinking when they are trying to figure out what do I have to offer within a community. Now, On the needs side, again, straight from my spreadsheet, I'll just read off a few that I find uh, representative of the grooviness of an offers and needs market. Help with decluttering those sentimental items and how to do it. Help me find creative or alternative funding to build a tiny-ish house. 
Connections with individuals, businesses, or organizations who are in need of diversity slash inclusion training. How to use the Getting Things Done system. Looking for a mentor slash coach for becoming a professional organizer. Vector animation tutorials using Adobe Suite software. I need help learning to cook healthy vegetarian meals that actually taste good to someone getting over decades of addiction to processed foods. And then the last one said, I need new friends, preferably entrepreneurs, preferably awesome. If you want to see more, I actually offer an anonymized, anonymized, is that a word? You know, where you take things that are personal and you make them so they're not personal? Anonymized, I believe. Yes, uh, I offer an anonymized version of this continuously growing spreadsheet to other OANM facilitators I mentor. And going through this stuff, I tell you, it is fascinating. Just to give you a broader overview, at least as far as me, I, my mind works in categories and subcategories. So I've found offers or needs fall into just these general categories. Maybe you see yourself in one or more of these as I talk through what people are willing to give and what people need to get. The categories are accountability, advice, business, coaching, communication, community building, connections, content creation, content development, creativity, design, events, food, habits, health, information, making, marketing, personal finance, physical productivity, relationships, research, resources, sharing, skills, teaching, technology, travel, volunteering, writing, general, and then, of course, the all-encompassing other category. Now, I actually subcategorize the offers and needs for the OANMs I run so I can better sort and filter them in my spreadsheets. I won't get into that, though. Not here, at least. That's advanced stuff and would take a little bit too long. So what about me personally? What have I offered and needed at various times and within different communities that I've run these OANMs? Well, on the offer side, I've been willing to gift things like all-you-can-handle hugs. That's just not an OANM thing. That's just a life thing. Uh, helping people curate their existence with or without spreadsheets. Authentically connecting with others in person or online. I love teaching people how to do that better. I also enjoy teaching basic paleo lifestyle principles or connecting people with all kinds of amazing folks in the many circles I run in. On the needs side, I've asked for things like ambassadors to reach out to potential Simple Rev local hosts, help so I can type faster and normally, you should see me type, it's kind of comical, someone to teach me the tech setup and workflow of podcasting with a mixer, a portable audio recorder, and pulling in real-time audio clips during interviews to reduce the amount of post-production editing that I have to do. If you'll notice here, there's a theme, very, very specific. I found that the very specific super niche things are actually the most valuable. And when a match is made, ooh, it is just a doozy. Uh, A couple of other things. Um, I've wanted information and skills on how to fall asleep faster than I currently did, and I have to admit still do. One-off graphic design or document layout tasks and a number of other things. And of course, on the need side, hugs. (laughs) I always post a need for hugs at all my OANMs. 
Yeah, and I feel it would be helpful for you to understand where my evolution has been, both in terms of facilitating and my mindset around these OANM. So I'll give you a little history of running these so that you can feel how the rhythm of running them changes based on my experience level, uh, the size of the group. There are other variables, of course, to take into account. The biggest one is in-person versus virtual. The ones that I'm going to run through here, these are all in-person OANMs. Uh, it all started back in October 2014 at the very first Simple Rev event. I was going off of what Donnie McLurkin told me. I prepared like crazy. I had all my post-it notes and neat stacks on tables and pens for everybody. Uh, only 45 minutes though, which is not enough time to run an in-person OANM. And I had 55 people to uh, explain how this is done, uh, to also get them to put all of their post-it notes up on uh, boards so that everyone else could see them. There were a number of things that I could have done better, but of course, it was just the first time. And people, for all its deficiencies, for all my flaws as a facilitator, people still really enjoyed it. Uh, There was actually a surprising number of people both offering and needing help with how to use specific social media sites, Facebook and Twitter. And now we have more folks intentionally using social media as a result. Yeah. One of the especially neat things about my first time, I got really good feedback on how to do better the next time and even ideas about uh, new wrinkles. Like Joshua Becker, who was at the first Simple Rev event, he said, you know, Joel... I would have participated more, but some of the things that I wanted to offer, I didn't want to have indefinitely. What about some kind of an expiration date on my offer? And I thought, yes, yes, that is awesome. Both on the offers and the need side, we should let people know when something is no longer applicable or obsolete. So I've since incorporated an expiration date into how I've run them. I did again uh, about a half a year later for a Simple Rev local gathering in April 2015, only eight people that time. I had a whole hour. That was more like it. Very manageable in terms of the number of people, the instructions. I could give one-on-one help and coaching with people when they had a question. Um, I would recommend if you're getting started to do it with something small, maybe 10 to 12 people or less and for an hour, maybe even more if you have it. I've also run the OANMs at uh, World Domination Summit 2015. That was a seven-person one. Great conversations. They carried on for a long time after we put up all of the offers and needs sticky notes on the walls and just sparked a lot of really cool conversations. Separate from the matches that happened, you learn so much about who someone is, what kind of experiences they have, all of these things that people need or offer. Each one of those presents an opportunity to go deep and a connection point to discover more about each other. And then in September 2015, at our second annual Simple Rev event, there were about 55 people again. Uh, This time, I did it for an hour, much more polished on my end. Uh, Just a lot of really cool matches. My favorite one, actually. Uh, I I believe I told this story back in uh, SASM episode 86, which is a recap of the Simple Rev 2015 event. It's worth telling again because this may be my favorite match yet. It it didn't actually happen in the time frame of the Offers and Needs market. So Farnoosh Brock, she was there. She ran a workshop on the Friday of the event. It was a two-day event. And she challenged us to act on one small idea that would bring more simplicity to our lives. One of our participants, Steve, he was committing to filling a basket with his clothes and letting go of them. Some pretty classic decluttering stuff. 
So on Friday evening, after the first day of the event is over, Steve goes into our Simple Rev Facebook group and he takes a picture of all of the clothes that he put into a laundry basket that he's going to get rid of as a result of making this commitment during Farnoosh's workshop. Uh, Mike Beck, who was our event photographer for Simple Rev 2015, he saw that Facebook post and was talking to a friend about it on Saturday morning before the second day of our event began. Well, it turns out that Mike's friend knew a local youth right about Steve Size, who had all these clothes in his laundry basket, that needed nothing more than some clothes to make him feel confident at school. On the morning of uh, Saturday, Mike asked Steve if he had gotten rid of the clothing already, and nope, no, he had not. So they immediately arranged to coordinate the direct clothing donation and made a local kid really happy. All of this was done in less than 24 hours, and it was in the spirit of the offers and needs market, which was actually happening on Saturday morning. Uh, and the, the story would be great if it just stopped there, but it even gets better. So Mike later told us, our whole Simple Rev crew, that not only did Steve's basket of clothes get picked up, but this needy kid's neighbors, they rallied when they heard from Mike's friend who made the initial connection that Mike originally talked to about this. When they heard about um, the need of, uh, of their neighbors and the clothes donation that was already made, you might imagine a kid who needs a lot of clothing Uh, probably needs more than just clothes for him. And it turns out that this family was in crisis. So these neighbors with the spark of the clothing donation and the laundry basket, they rallied to get clothing for the whole family. Uh, They bought this family enough groceries for over a week, fresh garden produce. They got them gift cards and enough cash to pay one month's rent. (laughs) All because Steve... And Mike, our Simple Rev 2015 participants and OANM participants, and, and Mike's friend, who was also integral in all this, they set off this chain of events, which was just a fantastic match. I could almost not believe it, but I do believe it, and that is the power. This is the thing that even if you participate in OANM, that sticks with you. The spirit of it. Uh, The idea of giving your gifts, exploring the gifts, and asking people what they need, and figuring out if you have that, all these things can happen out of an OANM. These days, I'm kind of fascinated by the potential for an OANM virtually. I actually ran my first virtual one for the Putty Tribe, an online community I am a member of, and... I feel it went pretty well. It was just a few days ago, and it's too early to tell what kinds of matches were actually acted on, but the process was fun. The participants seemed to really enjoy it as well. And I believe the spreadsheet that we created will now be this living, breathing document where we might use it as the basis for a second a live OANM, a virtual version. Or people can do it even when one's not actively being run. They can go into the spreadsheet, they can add to it, they can modify, update their expiration dates. Uh, you know, by the way, I feel like I don't talk about the Putty Tribe enough. It is, uh, from a work perspective, this is really all that I do. Uh, both for my dual role as the connections and operations officer and as the project manager slash business analyst slash process champion for our new Putty Tribe 2.0 website. 
I spend just about all my working hours on the Putty Tribe. And if you think that you might like support and inspiration from hundreds of awesome multi-potentialites, there's a link to join the Putty Tribe in the show notes. It'll be at joelzeslowski.com slash S-A-S-M-1-1. I'm also going to be running an upcoming virtual OANM for Charlie Gilkey's Creative Percussion, which is also known as the Productive Flourishing Community Council, a group of, uh, of friends and Productive Flourishing insiders who help him with guidance and help each other out in some pretty nifty ways. Still more coordination to go in terms of when that's going to happen, but I'm excited to see what Charlie's crew can uh, do from an OANM perspective. All right, now let's get you into how you actually run an OANM, at least at the overview level. I'll keep this relatively short because you're going to find the full instructions both on the facilitator and the participant side at the Simple Rev website. That's at simplerev.com slash OANM. I'm going to talk through the in-person version since I believe that's the kind you're most likely to run or start with, but the virtual version is also available. That's at simplerev.com slash O-A-N-M. First, some prep, some prerequisites. You're going to need some physical supplies. Pens, pencils, whatever. Something for people to write with on their sticky notes, most often of the post-it note variety. You're going to have uh, preferably two different colors of post notes, one for offers, one for needs, and each person will need up to 10 of those. You'll also need a sign labeled offers, another labeled needs for each person to stick their post it notes under, below, beneath, around, something to make sure that they all put their offers or needs in the same area. Name tags, if everybody doesn't know who everyone else is. And then optionally, you can have some printed or digital instructions of the process of the offers and needs market. I've found that people appreciate that. They can, of course, whisper to you while they're silently writing. If they've got a question, is this appropriate? How do I do it again? As far as the environment goes, you do want some place which that's large, that can fit however many people you need, and that's quiet when you need it to be, because there is amount of time where you just allow people to sit quietly and write write their offers, write their needs. You also want to have a space that can be interactive when you want it. When people are connecting about the matches, there's going to be a number of people having separate conversations. You don't want to have so much noise that people are just talking over each other. You're definitely going to need a single large flat surface to stick your sticky notes to. That could be a wall, it could be a table, it could be a door, uh, or you can have multiple smaller surfaces like small tables. Whatever you want, large, flat, easily adhering to sticky notes. And then ideally, movable circular tables for people to write on and chat around circles. Now the setup, of course, each person needs something to write with. You create those stacks of up to 10 post notes of the two different colors. Place them on chairs or tables for each person to sit down at or sit next to. You will likely have visual examples of what a completed offers note and needs note looks like. Maybe you'll physically have examples right in front of people or digitally you can project those with a projector. And then you'll want five to 10 minutes to explain what an OANM is, how the process works, and what you plan for participants to get out of it. Uh, before people start, I always have some housekeeping notes and I cover them in the facilitator how-to document that I've linked to in the show notes. I won't mention them all. 
But just to give you a little taste, I recommend that you tell your participants these things before you start. Preferably, they can even do a little bit of homework. They can review the instructions before they physically get into the live offers and needs market. First, you only need to share what you're comfortable with. Second, the OANM, it's a community building and a trust building exercise because everything that we do inside of one assumes that people have the best of intentions. Nobody is going to offer something in unlimited quantities. Nobody is going to take advantage of or exploit anyone else's offer. And then third, going beyond what you think people might expect you to say are your gifts. I previously mentioned it. I'll say it again. The more random the gift, the more likely it will be unique and specific, the greater the potential of value it is to people in the group. So that context, here's how you actually do the thing. First, we create our offers. And we always begin with offers because they're almost always easier for people to think about and rather symbolic because people have come together to be generous with their gifts, getting them in that whole mindset of give first, receive second. So what you do, you take up to 10 minutes to write up to 10 offers on the 10 post notes that you've given everybody. These are typically things that would come from your heart, like I care about the children or the environment, uh, things that come from your head, knowing creative writing, uh, hands, maybe cooking, carpentry, connections, the groups or associations you and your family belong to. I like to give people tangible examples so that they can say, oh, oh yeah, okay, I know, yeah, and get, just really get them going. So a hard example, I would say something like, I am passionate about animal rescue centers and willing to volunteer to help animals in distress. A head example, I know a lot about tiny houses. We'll chat with people who want to know more. A hands example would be, I know how to do major plumbing jobs, and I can help you if you live in my city with smaller plumbing tasks. A connection example, which would be, I can introduce you to people in my permaculture club who live near you or who will sponsor your membership and insert whatever the organization's name is here. You want to encourage participants to think as broadly as possible about what they might offer others. Uh, Personal, professional, maybe it's on behalf of an organization they belong to. Uh, It could be uh, services like assisting with grocery shopping, things they're passionate about, tennis, maybe they want to be your tennis buddy, things that they know about, how to use Twitter, other social media sites, physical resources. Maybe you've got a used printer or some awesome tools. You can give them introductions or leads. That's, say, connections with a graphic designer if they need some creative help. Just about anything is fair game. All those things you write down on a post-it note, but not just the offer itself. There are a few things that are required on each offer that you make. The first is your full name. I always put that in the upper left corner of the post-it note. Contact information goes in the upper right. You got to tell your fellow participants how you want to be contacted about the offer if somebody wants to take you up on it. Your email address, your Twitter handle, your phone number, your Skype ID, whatever that may be. Uh, The offer itself goes in the center, and I find it very valuable to use abbreviations if you have to. You want to keep the descriptions short. Of course, you're working with a sticky note, which has limited space, and that is intentional. You also want to put the contact frequency. I note that in the lower left of the post-it note. It helps to give participants an idea of how often you're willing to be contacted about and potentially fulfill that offer. Uh, You might want to keep it simple. I like to use shorthand like A for annually, M for monthly, W for weekly, or any 
for any time. Just something that gives people a sense of, okay, do I need to hesitate? Does this person want to do this? Are they desperate to make this offer good and they'll do it anytime? Or is it something that they just do sporadically, maybe like an annual type of thing that they do for folks? There are also two optional items that I put on each offer. The first is an expiration date that goes in the lower middle portion of it. Maybe you want your offer to expire after a certain amount of time. If you do, you put a specific date on the note. If you don't, if it's offer, if the offer is good indefinitely, you just leave that blank. And then although this is intended to be non-commercial, there are a few small instances where I financial transaction outside of the offers and needs market itself, of course, may be appropriate. You can write some kind of currency sign in the lower right, like a dollar sign or a euro sign or a pound sign if you normally charge money for your offer. Uh, You can also include a flat fee or an hourly rate if you like, so that people have in mind that there may be some kind of negotiation that's going on that's a really valuable service that you're offering people that you would typically charge for. So people write all these offers down and then in the with the label, the sign that you have that you've stuck somewhere, they after they're done, they go and they just stick all of their offers in normally in a vertical or horizontal line so that things are nice and tidy uh, all together. And once they have all done that, then you move on to the need side. You take another 10 minutes to write up 10 need, up to 10 needs for your fellow participants. Uh, what you're working on, what you're seeking, what kind of support you require. Again, focus on things that you could use right now, things that are at least somewhat urgent that someone else may be able to provide in the community. Again, give examples of things, heart, head, hands, and connections. So from a heart perspective, you could say something like, I need a coach who can help me understand which passion to pursue first between meditation, yoga, and slow eating. A head example would be, Uh, I want to publish, self-publish my first book. I've got no freaking idea where to start. Help. Hands example, something that you know how to build, create with your hands. Uh, Maybe you like to make classy handmade thank you cards, but you don't have access to the right tools. Does somebody have them? A connections example would be, I play guitar and I want to meet a local drummer and cellist and form a band with them so I can freaking rock. You'll write those down on the post-it note. Again, not just the offer itself. You'll want to have your full name, your contact information, the urgency, which is different. That's that's specific to the needs. So the urgency I normally put in the lower left, and I use a shorthand to tell offers if your need is urgent, use just you. If it's semi-urgent, S-U, or not urgent, you can put N-U so that people have an idea of how bad you want it, you need it. A couple of optional things on each uh, need post-it note would be the expiration date, if there is one, and then potential payment. You can write a currency sign in the lower right, a dollar sign, a euro sign, if you're willing to pay to have your need met. Again, each person is responsible for their own negotiation if there is a financial negotiation to happen. Some people may finish early. Some people may only need two out of their 10 minutes to figure all their needs. Other people may, as they're done with their needs, they may think, oh, wait, There's an offer that I forgot to do. That's fine. You can encourage them even beyond the 10 minutes. uh, As people are talking, as the offers needs market, the actual matching and market portion opens up, it's not like you're stopped and then you can never offer 
or have a need again. If you think of additional things beyond the time frame that you give people, the initial one, encourage them to just go put their post-it note up and add it as a supplemental thing. So the market actually opens after all of the offers and needs are stuck wherever they need to be stuck. Donnie McLurkin does this. I do this as well. I recommend it. Uh, Allow each participant to verbally pitch one, just one of their offers and needs in one to two sentences. Maybe you've got a microphone if you have a big space, if their voice doesn't carry a lot. Um, This gives people the opportunity to highlight something that they really want to offer, that they really need so that everybody who's participating in that market will see it and hear it. Otherwise, it may go unnoticed. So for example, if I were to take people up, and this is optional, but if I were to want to verbally say and highlight something, I would do, hey, I'm Joel. I like to offer teaching basic mindfulness principles to any of you. Simple, quick, don't allow any discussion or clarification during this step unless you have lots of time. It's going to slow things down. It's going to allow extroverts like me to dominate the conversation. People do their one to two sentences, then you move on. Now, if participants are still thinking about more offers and needs, they can put more of their notes up on the wall. And this is the point in time where you just have people have added. You want to create enough physical space. You want to have your needs and offers separated by enough wall space or table space so that people can huddle around them in a semicircle um, and they're not just you know bumping each other. But you're going to encourage your participants then to approach each other, to review the offers, to review the needs, uh, approach each other about things that they've seen that they made a match on behalf of somebody else, Um, They need something. They see somebody with an offer. They've got their name on the post-it note. They go find that person with the name tag if they don't already know what their name is. And they say, oh, hey, what's up, Joe Schmo? Oh, you like podcasting too? You know, I really want to start a podcast, but I don't know what kind of microphone I need and I don't know about my workflow. Your offer says that you love helping people with that. Let's talk. These kinds of conversations, they are going to organically happen. And if you're the facilitator, Hopefully, you are looking at the post notes as well, and you are connecting people in real time when you identify a potential match. That's one of my favorite things to do is pull two people together and be like, okay, people, you need to know each other. Boom. Did you see that? Did you see that Sarah has this? Do you see that Muhammad has this? Come on, match, match. Talk about it. Now, you might think when people are done having conversations that the Office of Needs market is over. Uh, Any matches that could be made have already been made, and then that's great, but it's done. Well, not necessarily. There is a follow-up and post-matching process if you're game for it. It's going to depend on different variables like your number of participants, uh, how long you gave them to browse or discuss the posted notes, uh, whether whether you feel like they actually saw all the notes or not. Uh, maybe you have seen some matches that you want to make, but you didn't have the opportunity to do in person. I really recommend extending the connection matches between participants after the OANM is done, at least the real-time version. But that means that you have to capture all of the information in your sticky notes and distribute it to the participants soon after the in-person gathering. Now, I say soon because people are still in that spirit for a few days afterwards and much more likely to act upon offers and needs or make the matches themselves if you get them the information in the post-it notes shortly after you've done the in-person OANM. There are plenty of ways to distribute the information, but of course, if you're me, it'll be a spreadsheet. 
I always like to get a volunteer before the market begins, or maybe even multiple volunteers. If I have more than 100 notes that I feel like I'm going to have, I like to break that up upon multiple volunteers. I have, um, there's a cool digital tool, like the Post-It Plus app. It's for iOS only right now. And the Evernote Post-it Note camera. Those are great for just grabbing the raw Post-it Note information instead of having to physically take all of them home. But what you want to do is you want to give your volunteers a template, a spreadsheet, which I've got links to in the um, in the how-to at simplerev.com slash OANM. You'll see in the facilitator version of the document a link to a spreadsheet template that you can give to a volunteer. The offers, the needs, when you categorize and subcategorize them in your spreadsheet, you have the person's first name, last name, their physical location, if it's relevant, expiration date, all these other elements that make up an individual offer or need. You can put those all in a glorious spreadsheet so that people can sort them and filter them and oh, so much fun. I also like to look at the spreadsheet as well because I like to see themes that come up. Maybe the next time that you're on a market for the same community or a similar community, you can give people expert guidance on um, certain things to look out for or certain needs that were previously unmet in previous markets in case people need some prompting or want to get their brains wrapped around, what is it that I can really offer? Okay, to recap the steps of running your OANM. First, you got to do some prep. You got to have some prerequisites. Get your physical supplies, pens, post-it notes, whatever they are. Uh, you want to pick and set up an ideal environment, a large, quiet space. You want to have a large, flat surface or two or three post notes, something that things can easily stick to. You want to have movable and or circular tables for people to write on and chat around. The setup, uh, everybody needs something to write with. You get your stacks of 10 post-it notes, two different colors, one for offers, one for needs. And then you explain in five to 10 minutes what this OANM dealio is, how the general process works, what you plan for participants to get out of it, go over your housekeeping notes, you get the offers written down and stuck to a wall or a table, then you get the needs written down and stuck to a wall or a table. You do that real-time matchmaking of offers and needs and encourage participants to browse and connect with other people about the things that they see. And then optionally, you put the information into a spreadsheet or some other thing that's easy to distribute. You send it out to participants and help them create even more post-market matches. And if you're thinking, whoa, (laughs) Joel, that was a lot I know, uh, but it's no biggie. If you want the notes and the how-to and more information and context and all kinds of goodness, simplerev.com slash O-A-N-M. That's where you will see the detailed instructions for yourself. You know, I'm really curious to see how people run a virtual version of the OANM as well, since I'm so new to it. Uh, my version, of course, prominently features a spreadsheet, a Google version in this case, instead of my typical Excel preference, purely for the real-time collaboration aspects of the Google variety. And I know there are other ways to do the input, output, connecting, and matches Um, Those instructions I have in the show notes uh, also have email or social media templates for distributing the consolidated offers and needs in whatever format you decide to aggregate them in. 
There are, of course, other websites, apps, resources that basically do exactly what an OANM does. I am only aware of a few of them, but just to give you an example of alternatives that are out there, because this process, again, it's the spirit behind it, the acknowledgement, the elevation of gifts, the distribution of them within a specific community. That's what it's about. And OANM is only one specific way to do that. I've seen a, a really cool app. It's called Rooster App. It's only on the West Coast of the United States as of October 2016. But Rooster describes himself as a local sharing community where neighbors share free resources. As Rooster members, we practice unconditional giving and focus on contributing our share. Everything on Rooster is done for free without expectation of pay or reciprocity. We're neighbors being neighbors again. I love that last part. Neighbors being neighbors again. Yes, this is how we help each other in community. Uh, Another one that most, well, some people are perhaps familiar with or may have even actually used already is called FreeCycle, which is a grassroots uh, nonprofit movement of people who give and get stuff for free in their own towns. They reuse, they keep all this good stuff just out of the landfills, repurposing things that are perfectly good that just need to find a new head, a new home, a new set of hands. As far as share economy websites go, I'm sure there are lots of them if you run the right Google search. I haven't done that right now, but I'm hoping if you have a website, an app, a resource that you know about that does a variation or has the same kind of spirit of an OANM, I would love it if you would let me and everyone else know about them in the show notes. You'll find that at joelzislavsky.com slash S-A-S-M-1-1-2. So the next time you're going to your community center, maybe you're inviting neighbors over uh, or you're part of a block party, you are going to an event and you want to give your fellow participants a gift before, during, and after, maybe just find yourself online with some discretionary time consider running an OANM. I am passionate about it. There are more people. The more people I talk to about it, their eyes kind of light up and they think, oh, you can do that? Yes. Yes, you can do that. You do not need anyone's permission to initiate it, to facilitate it, to create these matches and connections in your own community. Make it happen. Alrighty, so now you know what an offers and needs market is. You've got the benefits for them, for yourself, and for the communities you're a part of. I uh, gave you some real-life examples of offers and needs matches and resources to help you run your own. If you want the links to all the stuff I spoke about, topic timestamps, takeaways, all in one place, visit the show notes at joelzeslavsky.com slash sasm112. You will also see information in the show notes about how to support me, the show, and our community at joelzeslavsky.com slash support. Wow. Uh, thanks a ton for listening and considering what this OANM concept means to you. If you want to expand on this podcast episode, just between you and me, you'll see all my contact info on the joelzeslavsky.com contact page. Maybe, maybe your first offer will be sharing the show notes for this podcast episode or the Offers of Needs Market Framework with some friends, some family, your favorite social media site. I think that would be super sweet. I'd be grateful if you did that. Well, you've just listened to the Smart and Simple Matters podcast with Joel Zaslavsky. Now go simplify something. Hug someone or get your sexy spreadsheet on.